Hey, everybody. Great episode of The Morning Show. We discuss the state of affairs right now with the Donald Trump collectibles and whether they're going to keep attention in the NFT market for longer than a few days or maybe a few weeks. We also discuss Valhalla bouncing back and whether that's a play that could be made right now at a 1.33 ETH floor. There's an in-depth discussion about Yuga Labs naming a new CEO, a former executive from Blizzard and Google has joined Yuga Labs replacing the existing CEO. So we talk about what that could mean for Yuga Labs for right now, for the long term, for other side and everything in between. Overall, it's a great show. We talk about a lot of different things in the NFT market. As always, this content is sponsored by SoRare. If you like NFTs and fantasy sports, you should definitely check out SoRare. Uh, you can sign up at the nifty.com slash SoRare. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, December 19th, and you have tuned into the NFT Morning Show. We run this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, each and every week, where we talk all things NFTs, crypto, technology, finance, everything in between. I'm your host, P.O. We don't introduce the co-hosts anymore. We introduce the audience. Nick, should we introduce some audience members right now? Uh, sure. Let, uh, I'm looking at uh, Apollo, who's motivated by the fear of being average. Wow, Apollo. Shout out to you. <laughs> well, look at that. I mean, Apollo. Sorry, I he must... time we're going off. No, no, it's okay. I mean, Apollo must be just yeah. over the moon right now after that one. Um... I, yeah, that, that was a great shout, shout out. Tward20.eth. Trying to wet the beak in this here game of NFTs and crypto, yo, put that beak fully in the in, in the water, brother. You know, <laughs> get it deep in there. Get all don't wet. Drown. Get all wet. Yeah, just don't drown. You want to watch out for that. <laughs> well, uh, it looks like I got. Uh, okay, that was an NFT collection. I'm not going to shout them out. Uh, we got Ethan Shorts. He said, "If you know, you know." He's a 10K TF OG. He's repping all sorts of uh, Yuga and 10K TF things. His location is set to New Tokyo and other side. Ethan Shorts, I think you're too deep into Web3. I think you might need a break, amigo. Half these bios are like um, not helpful. Samwell, shout out to you. He's an NFT collector. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, Samwell. Good God. Yeah. Rudinho doesn't have a uh, bio well i mean shout so, out to his name though rudinho cheese is a uh digital fashion maxi okay shout out to cheese cheese and uh harold s who's the hustler petrol head which apparently means that you're into race car driving i didn't even know that that was a saying shows how little of a race car fan i am despite watching the f1 netflix show it's a very british uh term i'm pretty sure we don't call it petrol we don't call it head over here in america <laughs> oh really yeah I, that's what we call uh gas in europe so Harold is british <laughs> uh Harold likes to drive through the tight raceways of france <laughs> um he's a philosopher and a web3 developer shout out to harold hey Harold. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs>
Uh, I got don't be shy dot ETH and the way he spells shy, I'm assuming is his name and that's a pretty good name. He says he connects dots. I like that kind of guy. He's connecting the dots. He's getting things done. Shout out to shy. Uh, Thanks for listening. Go ahead, Nick. I I see. Hold on. This this person actually has a a bio that's that's actually helpful and provides alpha. Icky Don Pepe, a Solana focused DGEN who's having a blast in his top five communities right now are Cardboard Citizens, Liberty Square, Pugging Awesome Investments NFT, Danger Valley, and GMers NFT. So he actually is giving you alpha in his bio. I mean, that's pretty That's pretty cool stuff. Love to see that for sure. I, I'm experiencing the same thing as you, Nick. A lot of people don't have bios. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to let people know who you are. They need to be able to click on your bio and understand, hey, look, like, for example, my, my guy Big Time just said, I'm a D-Gen NFT collector, a play-to-earn guy, and digital assets. Love to hear it, Big Time. Thanks for the info. They could be, I think the issue is, is like you get a lot of lurkers Mm. on Twitter. Um, And remember, like if you promote yourself, Elon is going to ban you. (laughs) So you want, so so you want to avoid that sort of promotion. You want to be quiet. You don't want to speak out. You want to like, what you want to do is operate like you're sort of operating in a medieval dictatorship where your head will be chopped (laughs) off if you say anything negative about the leader. So you want you want to like behave that way, um, and that's kind of how I think some of these Twitter users and some of our listeners are are being, I guess, in the mind of Elon, a good citizen. And well, Nick, uh, I, I like to call it authoritative democracy. <laughs> so basically, when you're in charge, you can just you know execute people left and right, but then people can call a vote uh, like Elon did on himself and then just get removed by just pure democratic vote. So it's a very bizarre political system <laughs> well the dictator has to still call the vote uh and th- and then they feel that they're um it, yeah I, I think that's the key thing like no no one else can can determine the vote only only he can and i think that's you know um i guess a good thing <laughs> well i love uh i love how you can promote tesla you can promote twitter but don't promote yourself one more shout out we got beast in the crowd also known as Mall 400 says that you're an athlete a surfer you're in mma boxing and bjj but you also buy overpriced jpegs we love people that have diverse irl backgrounds but still love to buy overpriced jpegs nick you doing well this morning how you doing amigo which nick you uh, I'm doing all right. I'm still in uh, DC, so uh, and I, I I'm gonna be honest. The dry air, which exists here and in New York, doesn't make for great sleeping. Mm. Uh, so I don't have a humidifier next to me, which is a key component of uh, proper sleep during the winter. I like a nice blast of water directly in my face. Uh, as I'm sleeping. At night. Well, I, I always want to be, you know, making sure that Nick is getting his beauty sleep. Of course, uh, Rodinho, who we shouted out, responded to you, Nick. He said, had to clear the bio, too many paparazzi. And I mean, that's relatable. I think a lot of us can relate to that. Rodinho was just getting swarmed. He didn't want to uh, well, put himself out there that much after all the paparazzi related attention he was getting. Right, Nick? Yeah, mine's less paparazzi and just a flood of women who keep DMing me, <laughs> asking to date me. So a lot of people 
seemed skeptical that that was the case. I saw a lot of people replying, how could that be the case? I just don't get it. And uh, <laughs> they just did, they, they didn't have a good understanding, I think, basically of um, how society operates. And so, yeah, that's sort of what I deal with. So I have to hide my address. I have to pretend that I'm in different locations, lest I be chased down the street by throngs of uh, fan fangirls, essentially, is what I've been dealing with. Um, so, yeah, lots of middle-aged fangirls. I mean, I, well, middle-aged, I mean, I can vouch for this. Me and Nick will be going for, like, a little stroll through Brooklyn and, you know, women that are models, you know, women that, uh, you know, operate as, as professional athletes of sorts, like ballerinas and, and, and other, uh, you know, kind of athletes. They'll just chase Nick right down, right there on the street. And I actually have to act as, like, a bit of an enforcer, just getting them out of the way. Uh, one other comment we got, uh, is it CoinMath? Oh, no, it's Skanks that said, uh, when is the POAP starting? And or Shanks, Shanks. When is the POAP starting? Oh, I've been getting uh, I've been getting emails about that because the assumption was the moment that you sign up for the newsletter that you get the POAP. That's not the way that it works. Uh, we're, we will be giving them away in the newsletter um, over the next couple weeks. But basically, you got to check each morning, and so we're doing it randomly over the next couple of weeks. Yep, and we're starting with the morning show this week, so we're really exciting, excited to roll all that out. Uh, it's going to be a jam of a week for uh, the those of you that were looking for the show on Friday. Uh, that was it. Feels like a long time ago, but that was when Elon Musk basically. I mean, the speculation is that he was unhappy with some journalists that had figured out a loophole because they had been banned from Twitter under the guise of them being banned because they doxed people's locations, including Elon's location. So he banned them. Then they figured out a way to get onto Twitter Spaces, and the speculation is that he. He took down the entire Twitter Spaces platform as, as a result. So we did a jam of a YouTube show. NFT God was there. Signal pulled up. Easy was there. Kix was there, of course. Nick um, and some others. Shout out to everybody that joined us. Winners joined us there. Actually had an automatic weapon in the background of her uh, of her stream. NFT God noticed it and pointed it out. Uh, that was a lot of fun. NFT God, what did you think of that? What did you think of the automatic weapon that Witters had uh, behind her? Uh, that was inspiring to me. I actually went out and bought my own assault rifle over the weekend. <laughs> I want to be fully armed too. So I I'm excited to be armed and, and dangerous just like Witters. <laughs> There's some uh, breaking news Breaking here. news. Oh, um, you go last. Yeah, Nick. Nick doesn't have his setup, guys. I'm sorry. I got to get that sound Wait, right. You can't hear me. No, no, no. I we, I can't hear the breaking news. Oh yeah, I don't have the sound effect. So. Thank you, um, Daniel Allegra, the president and COO of Activision Blizzard, just joined Yuga Labs. Yes, and replaced uh, Nicole. Muniz, who was, or Munez, who was the CEO, I, I think. I think that's the speculation. I tried to go to the Board Ape Yacht Club. Yeah. Yeah. You have to like log in with like in a order seed to phrase. read an article on their Yeah, thing. with like a seed Yeah, phrase. no wonder she's getting replaced. Um, but hey, she had a great, great run. Got him, uh, got him up to this spot. Big hire by Yuga Labs. So um, big stuff, dude. Yeah. I guess I mean they're full full blown a gaming company, which I didn't sign up for. Okay, that wasn't that wasn't my well, thing. Well, actually, Nick, he didn't mention he didn't mention gaming once in his like uh, I'm excited to be here tweet. He said that he's excited to join Yuga Labs 
who is the leader of innovation and storytelling in Web3. So he actually didn't even mention gaming. So don't worry. There's still going to be a lot of storytelling for you old boomers. You don't got to click buttons. <laughs> Love to hear it. I'm checking on Yuga right now. I'm about to subscribe to their podcast on YouTube. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they continue with this thing. They've had Snoop Dogg on the podcast, which is pretty crazy. They're getting some good guests. Uh, the top podcast video has 680 views, though. So they do have some more building to do. Uh, Nick. What do you think of them just being a gaming enterprise at this point? Well, Kix is saying that they're not. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just said it. I, I don't, like, I didn't sign up for this shit. I'm not, like, I don't have time to play the games that they even developed. Let's say they hit the metaverse out of the park. Um, congrats, I guess. Like, what, what do, what, like, but I'm not going to get to interact with that. Am I going to have to like lend my ape out for people to go uh, access some area? Or maybe it doesn't even matter. Maybe the NFTs are completely irrelevant, but they just uh, turn into a game company. That said, for an enterprise um, on the business side, that's a huge win. And uh, I, I think they needed something. You know, they, they need seasoned executives on the team uh, exactly. to come in. And, and I wouldn't worry like, oh, he's coming from Blizzard. So like he's going to turn everything into gaming. He only spent two and a half years at Blizzard. He spent 14 years at Google Damn. Um, in, yeah, in, in various executive roles. So like I would look at him as like a really seasoned, mm. vetted executive leader that has a, a decent amount of experience in gaming that he can also kind of incorporate into it. But it's more so just like a really, really good executive hire. It's not like this guy has 20 years building video games and he's going to 180 Yuga Labs and make it all about the other side. Yeah, so basically he's uh, friends with Andreessen Horowitz who was like, uh, hey buddy, come in and run this thing because we got this well, woman it, Nicole... Funny you mentioned that. They're actually pickleball partners, if you look it up. <laughs> really? Okay. Mark and I was aware of that, but yeah, I mean, that would make sense because that's where all the networking takes place now. Mark Andreessen and this guy just playing with pickles. I let some new speakers on stage. Going to mix it up. <laughs> pickles. <laughs> Going to make it fun. Going to make it funny. But Bunny's got his hand raised. Bunny's actually the, the owner of the best-looking board ape. It looks like actually, sure. well, and also, I didn't even know this, Bunny. You keep surprising me. You're the winner of Time Magazine's Funniest MFer in Web3 uh, Award. Thank you. Are you, you must be in pretty tight with Keith Grossman. Thank you. Yeah, that's my guy. Uh, that's my pickleball partner. Uh, we, we whooped uh, Daniel uh, the other day. Not, not a bad hire, though. Uh, did you say their top uh, video had 680 views? Their top podcast video. That's not great. Yeah, but I mean, everybody well, starts a podcast yeah. and then quits, so it's no problem. Apparently, it was so that they could, uh, the communications person in there uh, just wanted them to uh, get practice at uh, speaking publicly. And it was an issue because they weren't um, as good at speaking publicly. So having a podcast themselves would work. I don't well, think it matters. Like, you, they, they, to, to watch the podcast, you probably have to like create a 14 uh, <laughs> word eight phrase and then like pick an image out of eight, uh, just like you have to do to get onto the news section of their website. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely part of it, um, and there's definitely a lot of hurdles. I got a, uh, a tweet from someone, from Jose Maddox, who says, Nick, sell your ape. You're not even remotely interested in any basic success. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should listen hey, to him, Nick. 
Shout out to Jose, um, who instead uh, clearly spends his time associating with uh, just r- rooting for Basie. Criticism does not mean, uh, or, or not even criticism, expressing one's opinion on something, if it's not all, all shiny, does not inherently mean that you're not bullish on an organization. The, the, the number of people who like, uh, like, I, I will say the founders of Board API Club could care less if I criticize them. <laughs> the, the organizations that ha- where the executives care if I say something negative probably not going to make it <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point um you know also nick loves his ape let's be real he's got that big painting that witters made uh you know behind him on the stream it's a great painting jonah you're a you're a gaming um you know enterprise examiner you know what's going on with yuga labs what do you think of this yeah um i so i want to make sure people realize because i put on my um twitter that Congrats! Like I'm impressed. I want to make it clear. I'm impressed that they could get anyone from Activision. So I want to. I want to make that clear. Like, uh, you know, this guy has a lot of the operational talent, but he didn't complete a full game cycle. A full game cycle is about five years. He he served two. I think like two point nine or two and a half. So he he didn't. Stop you know, fired. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yo, so, like, this, very... this bitch didn't complete a full game cycle, man. <laughs> no, like, he, so, like, as an operator, I think he's great. I'm just saying that, like, he's not he's not a gaming expert. I mean, he, he has operational experience. He, he'll probably be a good CEO and have connections there. I just thought it was impressive that they were able to get anyone from Activision. Also, that's that's a very large salary. So just know that salary is not going towards the community. Like you know, the guys like that don't take small salaries. Yeah, I mean, th- you know, they have you, infinite money, works. dude. They, they they have a lot. They don't. They have four hundred million. That's not infinite. I mean, they still generate revenue. That they're the number one NFT. Well, actually, right now the number one NFT collection is Donald Trump Trump cards. But the they're the number one entity overall in the NFT space. They actually do have revenue from secondary sales, which you know smaller collections can't boast. And the- so let's say let's say activate let's say Yuga has a, let's say what what's fair what's fair for yearly revenue like under 100 million or above so, well hold on is is uh, are we setting up for the main critique is that this guy's salary is probably <laughs> high? This guy's no 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 I don't care about his salary I'm just, saying. <laughs> I mean- I'm just I'm just pointing it out that like just re- just remember these people aren't cheap because he was the head of a 50 50- nine billion dollar company they also probably and by not cheap probably get a bunch of uh stock is usually what the incentive is in a company like that and that's That's probably that's probably how it's aligned so like yeah that's yeah honestly i'm with i'm with jonah here i think they should have went for i think that they should have went for like like a like a regional uh school administrator (laughs) from like a in the United States, I, I just you know like like real good, a really good regional school administrator. I, I think, think they should have got Bobby Kotek directly. Personally. Okay, so real quick, I, I'm going to throw the signal and then to Spencer because uh, I do want to hear about this, and then I'm excited because we have Rondell on stage. I actually have to throw a flag here, Jonah. I'm surprised. Basically, in my mind, everything Jonah says, I'm like, he's usually pretty on point. This is like a rare, in my opinion, slip in, in terms of your comment because I'm like. 
dude, first of all, you're not under you're not helping with uh, the the broader NFT markets like lack of understanding of like uh, operating a a large scale business by saying hiring an expensive CEO when you're four hundred million dollars liquid Yuga Labs. Uh, is, is, you know, like hiring that person is going to quote unquote take away from the community. They're building a massive startup. They went from zero to a billion in one year. We don't want a really, really good person running that ship. That That's not something that we want. We don't want to yeah, pay up for that. But Pia, you could have gotten Davila's middle school principal who is rec- recognized as a top regional administrator, probably for just a quarter million a year. I'm just saying he didn't complete a full game cycle. He he was there for a less amount of time than one Call of Duty game, like completion cycle. Like so, I'm just saying he's not. If, I I'm saying for Nick, he, which I agree, he's not there just for gaming. That's very clear. If you look at his background, he's just a great executive. So I'm just saying that like people who believe this is just going to make other side great. You know, that's not what the indicator should be here. Yeah, I mean, you, you never know what's going to make any business. Like, is is Elon going to make Twitter great? We don't know at the end of the day. But I just thought it was an odd take to be like, this guy's not I mean, cheap. I feel like we do know. <laughs> He's not going to make it great. Signal, you have your hand raised. Then we'll throw it to Spencer. What's going on? Yeah, I was going to say, I actually think this is really bullish for uh, Yuga Labs because Every crypto company right now has been so-called trimming the fat uh, from Coinbase to uh, CZ to Binance to, to, to everyone. So to see them at this caliber of hire at this level um, and a COO can only mean that they want to aggressively expand the company within the next 18 to 24 months. And if they were to come and also put in like, you know, a new CFO, these kind of people, you can obviously see that they've got huge plans. So I'm not so much looking at whether they've completed a game cycle, um, mainly because that's not my area of knowledge. I'm more looking at this from uh, here is a company deep in crypto winter adding extremely expensive, talented hires to try and uh, build out this business aggressively. So I think it's awesome for Yuga Labs. And I think it means that like there's a lot coming in the next 12 months. Yeah, I think so too. Spencer, you're a big time Yuga Labs holder in your fund. What do you think of this? I think, I mean, I, I think this is like net positive. I'm curious, like, if we'll ever learn more of the story on sort of why there was this transition. Um, but I think like one of the things that Yuga Labs has always lacked is someone who's really good at public speaking, being at the helm. And I think that's actually something that I'm most helpful for in this hire is that like, you know, Garga, Gordon and Tomato, like those guys, like the reason that they're doing the, the fucking metaverse podcast is because those guys aren't good on stage at events. And so they're trying to get like, the connectability to those people going out there because one of the big challenges for Yuga Labs has always been all the like conspiracies that come out and like people don't push back against because you know they haven't met these people as individuals right and and I think from we've mentioned on the show a number of times the last CEO like what was there like one interview that she basically bombed right like a couple months ago and you haven't really heard from her otherwise so if if this new hire is able to do that well like I think that's great when it comes to compensation like I think it's really important to talk about like how startups do compensation and likely a large chunk of whatever he's getting paid is going to be some amount of equity. And I think that that's actually like kind of funny, like in a way, like that's actually super beneficial to the community because that equity is likely worthless <laughs> because they already have a token and in, in venture capital, at least it's like pretty standard that when a company issues a token 
um, and you know, VCs when they invest, and this happened with Yuga Labs, they get a token warrant. So all of the v- venture investors in the Yuga Labs entity got ApeCoin as a return for their investment. But when you get the coin, usually the assumption is that means that the, that the actual like private equity is now like probably worthless because there haven't been examples of companies that have issued a coin and then also gone public. Now, I think the interesting thing about Yuga Labs is that that may happen. Like That's still, I think, on the table that Yuga Labs ultimately also goes public which would be a crazy outcome for a number of reasons, but the chance of Yuga Labs going public is significantly smaller than your average startup that hasn't, because it hasn't issued a token, because it's issued a token. Yeah, I mean, the, all those factors are things to keep in mind. Um, you know, at startups, yeah, equity is like a really big part of it. And that's why if, if a guy like this who's from Google and then from Blizzard takes this job, gets a ton of equity, and actually is able to bring them public, that's obviously going to be an incredible thing for him, you would think. Uh, Spencer is smart to point out that we haven't seen one of these Web3 companies with a token actually go public. Um, and there is there do, does have to be some kind of story there of what the previous, like what happened with the previous CEO or what that kind of look that transition really looks like because I think she served for like 14 months or 15 months, maybe a little bit more, maybe closer to 18 months. There's the single interview. I think a lot of people had questions about the interview and that happened right um, when she was uh, appointed as CEO. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of public stuff from this this new CEO and and I think Spencer's right to, to think that that's why this person was hired. Let's throw to NFT God and then we can throw to Signal for the weather report. NFT God, what's going on Amigo? Yeah, I think it's good news for Yuga. The only concern I have is like, I just hope they don't just build a game studio and then this is like their one product. The, the win rate on video games is extremely low. Uh, you know, especially building profitable. You don't see many AAA video games anymore because it costs so much money and typically they don't succeed. And that's why you see mobile games way more often than these AAA games coming out. I think it was 53%. It's actually a graphic from one of Jonah's LinkedIn posts. Uh, it was like 53% of revenue last year in uh, gaming was mobile games. So if they're going all in... And that's still day, down 16% because of uh, COVID. Right. So AAA video games are not succeeding nearly as much anymore. And so... I like the move getting in someone who's experienced. I'm just nervous if they're just going to hire a bunch of video game people and go all in on one video game. Uh, the win rate there is not very high. Well, just re- real quick, you should know that the Activision's a very large company and they have a very significant mobile division. So we might want to know if he managed maybe more of the King game side because like, if it's Candy Crush that he had more of a focus on, that's very important. Also... I mean, he may not be the, the, the main manager of, like, Call of Duty or WoW because, one, he was in Activision, and that's, like, WoW is the Blizzard side of the business, so there may be a GM just for Blizzard. And there is a GM specifically for Call of Duty, which is Joanna Ferris, who is has been very good at what she's been doing. He definitely didn't run any of those. He was the COO of the entire company. So yeah, like, yeah I, I, for, for, two, for 2.9 <laughs> years, so that doesn't mean he ran any of them. He's, he's, he's not like dead. choosing the cosmetic skins in Call of Duty. He's like, <laughs> knowing you to fucking like manage this $100 million problem. <laughs> like, what years. is the CEO of JP Morgan? Which, which branch was he in charge of? Like, which, <laughs> like, was it, was it, uh, was it one on like K Street in DC? Was he in like 
Baltimore, Maryland? Was that the branch? Like, no, in, I, I thought Jamie. Gaming, I, the people who run those games are the GMs, and then the people above them just sign off on the rules usually. So, Nick, Nick I popped into a uh, a Chase Bank in Midtown East, and JP Moore, uh, J- Jamie Diamond is actually who greeted me at the door. So I think that you're totally you're spot on on that <laughs> one, Nick. No, look, J- Joan, we're giving you a hard time, but I do think that you're getting a little granular when you're looking at this like high level executives experience who worked at Google for over a decade, like and. I, I just think that solving the problem of having a public face leader of the organization is big. And I don't think that that podcast is, is the solution to that. I think that, I that. Yeah, I think that podcast has a different place. I also think that singularly thinking about Yuga Labs now is just a pure play video game business. Well, look, maybe it is, but maybe what a video game business looks like in five to 10 years is a lot different than what we think of right now, which I think given the trajectory of technology and given how much technology's changed over the past few decades is pretty reasonable. Take it with a grain of salt because I don't follow video games. I don't play video games. I don't know anything about video games, but like I view it more as like a quote unquote metaverse platform, which by the way is a meme in itself. As soon as I say metaverse, I can see the audience rolling their eyes right now because everybody basically is fed up with the term metaverse because of the hype cycle and then, you know, subsequent crash. But I think that there's still a case to be made that they're going to make this platform that people are going to want to participate on, participate in and actually build on. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Again, it's not a guaranteed success, but you know, I can't, I can't imagine this is a bad move. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, why don't we run into the weather signal? Is it your day today or is it Kickstarter? my day today? My Alrighty. Day today. So let's get into this guys. Morning folks today, Monday, the 19th of December. Volume on the weekend. Actually, we'll we'll talk about last week. Last week was pretty interesting because we were in the 9 million range and towards the end of the week and Saturday went into the 8 million. And on Sunday, considering it was the World Cup final, we hit 7.3, which is actually pretty good for this time of year. So volume still looking healthy. Blur came in at 13.8 million. On to the leaders. They are all pretty stable aside from Clone X. That is seeing uh, more selling pressure and the floor there is down to 6.4 ETH. Over the past 24 hours, well, Trump NFT is still holding the number one spot on OpenSea. In fact, after the collections were featured on Saturday Night Live, after the comedian James Austin Johnson mimicked the collection, we saw that floor hit 0.84 ETH, so around $990. That is a sweet 10X from Mint. That $99 is probably looking quite good right now. Anyway, volume height is slowing a little bit here. The floor is holding 0.3, but congratulations to Kix, who was the Lionel Messi of political memes. He made 16 and a half ETH on this play, so congrats, Kix. Onto the memes. Uh, the memes by X. Sorry, the memes by six five two nine. The last card in the season. X copy. Exit strategy. That with a supply of 420 cards has hit almost a six ETH floor. To mint that, you obviously had to win the gas wall, but that was 0.06 ETH. Season one of the memes has now ended, and we'll be doing season two next year. Hot on the heels of the Trump meme card was Sleepy Joe Digital Trading Cards, which was obviously the Biden play. The collection was free to mint. It caught massive momentum. It hit 0.1 ETH floor, but then it got delisted by OpenSea and the floor crashed. Uh, it's good to see another political meme doing well. And the sharp traders out there, they did very well with one of the biggest winners coming from the Nifty Portal Discord. In fact, Sneaky Ninja Pants, 
who I will call the Mbappe of Sleepy Joe digital trading cards, came in second after making uh, 16 ETH in profit. And lastly, <laughs> Mutant <laughs> Mutant Hound Collection uh, sold out. The collars are up over two and a half X from Mint. The holders will have digital and IRL event access, as well as being able to add more lore. And given the creators, uh, sorry, given the creator is trippy ape holder Lior and a lot of the other apes minted this collection. It's an interesting, unique holdership. Uh, and this one will be a fun one to watch. And the floor on that is 0.6. So very nice two and a half X crypto down, but ranging. So overall here, what we're seeing is that this was a great weekend for trading and it all came in at a low entry price. You had Trump at $99, Biden was free. And then the, uh, if you could win the gas wall, the X copy play, which was at 0.06. So despite the World Cup weekend volume, activity held up well. So for now, going into the week, it is going to be a 24-hour forecast of clear skies. Back to you, folks. Absolutely fantastic weather report. Funnier than usual, given the Trump and Biden shenanigans in the NFT space. Some other updates from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the daily newsletter that Signal publishes five days a week. It's also published on the weekends automatically with trending sellers and other uh, data and analytics presented to you upon opening. You can sign up at thenifty.com. The Chimpers team introduced Timpers Pixel Works, a new collection offering staked chimpers the opportunity to win exclusive one-of-one one artworks and additions by the artist timpers so the collection continues to hold well above one ETH floor following the news of a partnership with teenage mutant ninja turtles uh board ape holders continue to be targeted by scammers after a victim lost 13 apes goodness gracious the holders signed a transaction on a website after they thought they were finalizing a legitimate licensing deal. Ladies and gentlemen, be careful out there. If it feels like it might be too good to be true, it probably is. No one wants to license your board apes. All right, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But don't get your shit stolen from you. But, but seriously, there's no actual licensing deals going on, so you're <laughs> scammed. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right, so over the shame weekend... Shame the victim. Let's go, baby. No, we're not shaming the victim. Um, over the weekend, Twitter support announced that they will no longer support links to other social media sites like Instagram, Facebook, Mastodon, Linktree, and more. Following uproar on Twitter, Twitter support deleted the tweet and the policy from its website. Well, I mean, look, I'm an Elon fanboy, uh, but I must say even I am a little bit surprised at some of the pandemonium that has, uh, you know, come after he took over or he purchased uh, Twitter. We'll see who he names as his successor after that poll that he launched last night where he basically asked Twitter users to vote on whether or not he is going to stay on. Uh, some other updates as provided by B-Check, the WWE, that's World Wrestling Entertainment has filed trademark applications for NFTs. Uh, I love to hear this, not as a fan of WWE, which I am not, but just as someone that understands that these legacy collectible and legacy IP entities are going 
going to come into the NFT space one by one and are going to continue to bring waves of adoption. I mean, you literally saw Donald Trump do it with some meme looking collectibles. You got to think that some new wallets were onboarded given the volume, given the unique ownership, given just how many of those damn things are selling an hour and entities like the WWE, Legos, you know, brands like that that sell a lot of legacy collectibles are going to come into the space. And you saw what happened when Gary V came in. You see big waves of adoption. So I can't wait to see more of that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, those are your market updates courtesy of Signal and B-Check. Thank you very much, both of you guys. Well, look, we still have Trump as the number one collection. Congrats to Kicks for the, the big old bag that he made trading those. But it's it's interesting to think that that's kind of taken, you know, the stage here in NFTs. Uh, you know, easy. I did see that there was a sizable hack on Solana. It looks like the Solana DeFi exchange Radium, which I know is something that you've used before because I've used it before and I would have only used it if you told me to. They suffered a malicious attack compromising eight liquidity pools, resulting in 4.4 million bucks in stolen funds. Besides that, any stories on the Solana side, any interesting market action that you're seeing out there? Yeah, I think the <clears throat> excuse me. I think the big thing here is like the pseudo swap comparison. The AMMs have been seeing a ton of action lately. Nine by nine by nine, who goes by HGE on the Solana blockchain? Uh, he wormholed over a Beeple piece on Friday last week. So now there's a Beeple piece on the Solana blockchain that you can actually buy a fractionalized share of. And I mean, his project is up to its all time high in uh, Solana value at about eighty four soul, and he minted it for I think it was one point two three soul. So he's been just doing a bunch of things. Um, he's been reaching out and having conversations with a ton of people in the space about how he's just kind of like trying to bring more DeFi aspects into Solana. And we're definitely seeing a large uptick in that from like the instant loans and other key pieces there. As far as like the AMM pool goes, it turned out that it was a seed phrase compromise on the authority wallet. And it wasn't any user funds, but they lost fees. So all the fees from swapping was what actually got drained. Well, okay. I want to give your buddy some advice. There's this awesome technology called NASA Safes uh, that he should build for Solana next. I, I didn't get that joke, kicks. So I'm not. Uh, I'm not hip to that technology. But no, appreciate the updates, Easy. As we were discussing this, a Trump card just sold two minutes ago for twenty Ethereum. So I do wonder if these things are going to just keep on going. I'm looking at Valhalla right now, for example, and that's an example of a collection that pumped pretty hard, pulled back. It's back up at 1.33 ETH floor, and there's legit volume on it. I said so it I on think- Friday. I said it on Friday. I said, how does Valhalla look at one on Friday? It pulled way too much back on Friday. And I think it was because all of the attention had gone to the Trump cards. And so, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was very much under, uh, undervalued at one. So good to see it pump back up. Yeah, and I'm going to throw to Nick because he has punk privilege Then I want to hear from Spencer and Micah. Nick, what's going on? <clears throat> I thought, well, two things. One, the the Trump, uh, there was a bullish pullback there that I, I was like, am I going to get in now? I'm, <laughs> I, I just regret so much, actually. Like, I, I, I seriously- We told re- you, man. We regret- told you. You didn't get in, you know? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You did? Yeah, dude, your memory is funny sometimes. Yeah, I I bought in on Thursday. That's why I was having such a field day on the show on Friday. Got it, because you were undisclosed pumping your own bags. I see how it is. Um, What are you talking about? I had all of them pulled up on the screen. (laughs) And I Um, sold way too early, by the way. I sold way early. um, So the 
Because how much? How much did you have exposed? Do you have like two of them? I bought six. Six. Yeah. Damn, dude, that was an opportunity. Um, the uh, thing I saw this morning was the thing uh, Woodard was posted of the, uh, the it being a stock image for the background photos that they were using, and they didn't even uh, license them. Like it was like a watermark on them, which was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, I I don't think that any of that matters because they're supporting small businesses, PO. You know, they got cut costs <laughs> somewhere. You know what I mean? The sushi, the sushi NFT company. You know, the cash. Uh, Kicks, did you trim a bunch at point eight? Um, I uh, I basically like laddered. I laddered all of the way up. So like, I didn't sell a ton at a zero point eight. Like, I think I unloaded like three or four in like the point seven range and three or four in the point six range. But I did have some rares listed that that hit because of that. So I I sold I've sold uh I sold two in the like two ETH range. Wow. Um, yeah. So that was nice. That's incredible, man. Well, congratulations on the win. Spencer has his hand raised. I'm assuming <laughs> Spencer, did you participate in Trump at all? <laughs> I did not participate in this Trump card thing. Um, obviously, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Looking at the price action, whatever. But uh. One thing that I'm curious about with these is if they have any staying power into the election cycle, if we're going to see this as a way that people are going to essentially like bet on a Trump win, right? Like these have to be worth more if Trump wins the next like political election. And that's one of those things that's always been curious about, like when sporting figures or um, political figures create NFTs, like to what degree is holding the NFT a speculation or an outcome of that politician or sporting figure? And I think like, these may resurge as the sort of like election cycle picks back up. I, I don't know what the staying power of the Trump shitcoin is, but it's certainly non-zero. <laughs> well, we'll have to see. Micah G, what's going on? Yeah, so I was I was uh, talking. I think when Kix was considering picking them up early with the Trump cards, and uh, and I walked downstairs. Our uh, our families in town, and they were all talking about it. And that was the moment where I should have gone back upstairs and bought as many of those as I possibly could um, because like it, it had just gotten into mainstream media so quickly that, uh, that yeah, it was, it was a no brainer. And of course I didn't. Um, but I think, I think it's interesting because uh, it's, it's brought this discussion of like, even people outside of NFTs were suddenly, you know, um, my, my wife's parents basically are asking me like, how does this work? Does Trump get a cut of secondary sales? Like, so you're just talking about NFTs um, and and I was trying to go through like the reasons, like what's the bull case for me to try to buy these again? And I was like, man, I don't know if if Trump is able to connect these to true social in some way. I don't know if he has the tech team to do it, but these things skyrocket if he just has a way to like you get a gold border if you own the NFT. So I think there's like one more catalyst, but it's like I don't trust him or that team enough, you know, just based on how the contract looked and how how you know the artwork is horrible and and stolen from from uh, you know stock images. You guys got way too bad. many hopes for this, like, man. But just <laughs> go to about, zero. Just think like. about what does that go to? What does that go to if he does it? Like I am not suggesting this as a play, but like bro, it, I mean, if, if the he, tech team if is out of the sushi restaurant, they're not they're not editing Truth Social. Quite literally, know, like you're sitting here it would speculating. Be so it would be so okay. Expensive. So a couple of things. So Micah Mike is basically speculating that much like the platform Reddit 
was able to seamlessly integrate the avatar collectibles that they dropped to their users. That's the same play for Truth Social. I totally get where you're coming from on that, uh, Micah. I just want to say I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. I don't want anyone to think this is just the bull case that I came up with. I am not suggesting buying this. I think it crashes and burns. But I thought that initially too. So, okay, Nick, you were chiming in. I mean, all of the all of the bull case scenarios that we have for this feel ludicrous. The the uh, uh, Trump, the, his uh, uh, election success or failure, I think has I, I don't know. Feels like very little to do with these NFTs. I also feel like the people that are driving the trading action on this are not like the people that were speaking about it. Like that were like, oh, did you know Trump launched NFTs? is different than uh, let me go load up ETH on Matic and then flip the JPEGs on OpenSea. Is, is, there's just like a giant leap between those two things. Um, there's clearly more demand than some of the other projects that were there similar to uh, the Reddit uh, pump that happened. But like, where, is the, where are the Reddit NFTs now? Like, we don't even discuss them. Like, do those, like... Uh, do those have any relevance? Is the floor price still booming? I, I feel like it's not, and uh, everyone just moved on. This just happens to be like the collection of the week stole some attention away from Valhalla, um, and uh, you know whatever the previous um, what yeah uh, other project shows up. Nutters, you know that was a classic. Uh, experienced a nice <laughs> little pump there. Um, I sold into that pump. That was great. Uh, but, but the, uh, like it's, it's just the, the NFT of the week. No, one's going to be talking about this in like a week or two, which just goes to show, like, I don't think any of the projects that were released over, like m- most of them in the, like, especially the second half of this year, are, are we going to be like, wow, these are incredible. Maybe the Reddit ones. I don't know if anyone can name any other project that they're just like, yeah, long time. I'm, I'm bullish on this. Well, look, there's different ways to look at it. Uh, When I go to the Reddit collection on OpenSea, there's just so many of them, it's hard to see. I mean, one of them has a 0.64 ETH floor. That's the Senses collection. That has 909 ETH of volume, so not that much volume. The thing that I was saying on the show on Friday about the Trump collectibles that makes it interesting is I think it's pretty undeniable that there is a certain Donald Trump audience that will purchase whatever kind of product he puts out there just because it's one of his products. And I have to think maybe they're not coming in droves. Maybe they're trickling in. But there are people, I think, that want to buy anything that he puts out. And if he's getting them to trickle in, they're probably holding, right? I don't think that they're coming in and selling. And so the 45,000 supply seems like a lot. But keep in mind, there's 20,000 mutant apes. And what's the floor on a mutant ape? It's like 14 ETH or something like that. Um, To think that something like this couldn't hit one ETH floor, I don't know. Look, I'm not saying that it will. But I'm just pointing out that um, the thing I pointed out is the total addressable market for like a mutant ape is literally probably probably less than 2,000 people on the planet. And when I say that, I don't mean people that are down to buy it and because they think that it's a good price and then sell it three weeks later on a swing trade. Like if Easy sees mutant apes at a price that he thinks is appropriate, Easy's going to buy it. 
He's going to have a target price to exit. When it hits that target price or near it, he's going to exit. Boom. I'm not talking about that market participant. I'm talking about someone that wants to buy a mutant ape right now because they want the mutant ape and they want to hold the thing. And that's like what they're trying to do. I have to think that the the addressable market for the Trump collectibles is much higher. Maybe I'm completely crazy, but let's throw to Kix, who's made money on it. Then I want to hear from Node, Micah, G, and B check. Kix, what's going on? Yeah, um, I mean, I think uh, I think there's a lot of takeaways from this project. I mean, first of all, I'm I'm definitely in the camp of like it. It felt like when it ran up to uh, 0.8 on Saturday that that was like the blow off top moment. So um, if these we're going to make another run again. They, they probably need to find like a range to consolidate. So maybe they consolidate around the 0.25 range that we're at right now. Um, and then we find another pump. But I mean, just like logically, I think like the best like trading play is exactly what Spencer said, which is like, you would want for these to kind of just like drift away into like irrelevance and like go to like mint or below mint. And then like when the election cycle starts heating up, like these these could maybe like pump around that. Like I think that's a pretty bullish like uh, trading case. Um, but in terms of takeaways, so one of the things with the Reddit NFTs and why they pumped so hard was because people that bought the Reddit NFTs didn't know how to get onto Polygon and be able to trade these things. And the same thing happened with the Trump cards. And so like if you're looking for things that you can take away and to apply to future projects, if there's projects that are launching with these similar models where like normies can buy with a credit card um, and then it's like on a chain, like the true supply on those projects is much lower than the total supply or not the true supply, like the tradable supply. Right. So there was forty five thousand of these minted, but there was probably only like fifteen thousand actually circulating. Um, but then eventually when the prices get so attractive, like I mean, right now, even though it's down massively it's still up 3x from mint so there's a huge incentive for like um you know a, a a boomer trump supporter that doesn't know how to use a computer to call his weird nephew uh and ask his weird nephew to help him out and give him like a 10 percent <laughs> cut you know once you start hitting those three x's the incentive for people to figure out how to do this stuff um goes up and then my last takeaway was i thought that the the sweepstakes model that they did was pretty interesting um, and I think that like more like celebrity uh, collections should like take notes on that because I feel like a lot of celebrity connection uh, or collections just feel like super kind of like disconnected. You just like buy them and then that's like all you have. But I think a lot of this price action was like driven around being able to get like dinner with Trump or like winning. So Nick's uh, I'm gifting Nick. I with my sweepstakes codes, I won a uh, 20 minute Zoom call with Donald Trump. So I'm giving Nick that as his birthday pre- or Christmas <laughs> present. It's, uh, it's literally a group call that's the most common uh, item in that collection I went and looked at. Uh, so, okay, so, Nick, what are you getting me for Christmas? Because the floor on it is a quarter ETH, okay? <laughs> so uh, first of all, stop complaining. And second of all, Nick, I consider yourself a very – you can exude dominance in a conversation. So I think if anybody is going to have a little back and forth during that 20-minute group Zoom call, it's going to be you and Trump. Fair, fair, fair enough. All right, well, let's give it a go. <laughs> Trump's going to kick Nick out. We all know that. Node, you actually, you know, serving as the resident art expert here, you went on record on Friday saying that the Trump collection was the best art that you'd seen, better than uh, Ringer's, better than Fidenza's. So wh- what are your thoughts now on Monday after the weekend? Yeah, terrific. I uh, I, I was going to bring up the same point that Kicks did. 
uh, somebody shared my biggest uh, screw up on the whole thing was saying, okay, 45,000 supply, way too high. Somebody shared a Dune Analytics that said that only 20, it was like 23,000 wallets or something were actively trading on Polygon. So you essentially had half of the supply, which I think is a, which I think is a really good takeaway to understand. Like Kix said, I also want to give Kix a shout out because he is donating. Not only is not only did he make a bag, but he's donating a bunch of money uh, to, I believe, it's St. Jude's. He he put out a poll on Twitter saying, "Hey, where should I give some money to off my winnings?" And St. Jude's won. I tried to uh, make a pitch for the Make a Wish Foundation for. Uh, it was it was for me I'm making a wish to come visit Kicks for the day, and I got a few likes, but I didn't quite I didn't quite win that uh, that battle. But uh, shout out to Kicks, my king. I wish I could have spent the day with him, but St. Jude's is probably a better cause. Uh, if I die in the next week, though, he'll probably feel a little guilty that he didn't make my wish come true. Um, I will say this: I while all of you were talking about Trump, there was a I I realized. Over the weekend, I got a, I had a 17x uh, on something that what? I bought. Yeah, so there is a. Uh, the, the only problem is, is uh, it's about as the smallest 17x you can you can possibly get because there's an artist called Lasco. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, L a s c a u x. Um, yes, sounds sir. Better than, sounds better than Lascox. So Lasco uh, did this open edition drop for 0.01. And I had a few people hit me up in the DMs because there's a lot of speculation on this artist that they're like, you know, there's something special about this about this individual. Nobody knows. It's Banksy. Um, it's Banksy. That's that. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. <laughs> we you talked about this stuff. last week, Node, on Friday when they were .012. I aped five. I'm right there with you. Nice, dude. Yeah, I minted. I minted at .01. And now the floor is 0.17. Dude, some guy in my DMs bought 100 of these things. So he's a happy camper. So uh, I'm curious what they did. This artist has put on a master class in like burning mechanisms. And like there's been like four or five different burns in the last few days just for this single open but edition. It, um, how so have they been like randomly timed burns? Like I saw one of them pop up and it was like you have 20 minutes to burn. And yes. I'm like. What what the what the hell like the uh, uh, which I guess maybe at the end of it you all get a physical Banksy if you if well those burns time. are going for like the highest one if you if you've hit every burn it's going for twenty ETH Woo! holy shit ha, have you been hitting them no I haven't burned a single one <laughs> <laughs> I'm up seventeen X though so hey that, that is true yeah I mean congratulations on that that, that uh, I'm I'm uh, disappointed that I didn't uh, follow on that, but I guess all you needed, what did all you need to really do was turn notifications on for that one uh, Twitter account. Yeah, more or less. Nick, you don't follow anything though. I said, you guys should mint your mutant hounds on Friday for 0.2 when they were 0.03. And you guys said, why the hell would we do that? It's barely even a one X and now they're up three X. 0.575. And we can't participate. They got up to 0.8. No, you missed the mint. I told you mint right now. You'll get them. They look all right. You guys said, why would we do that? It's like 100 bucks. You could have made 600 bucks. Christmas would have been free. It would have been great. Yep. You got a point. We should have done it. Oh, Hold on. One second. I'm going to go punch a wall. Be right back. <laughs> uh, I'm not worried about it. Uh, so, Bunny, well, here real quick, I want to hear from B-Check. B-Check, we've been waiting. B-Check, what's going on? Uh, yeah, just just on the the Trump stuff again, building on Spencer's point on if these might have a resurgence if he starts to win 
around election time. I think it's likely, like most things in the space, that it could heat up in anticipation of winning, but not sure that winning is good for anyone ever in this space. Like in this space, uh, more often than not, winning means there's nothing left to look forward to. And interestingly, this literally happened over the weekend with the Argentinian fan token. So they won, obviously, on yeah last night. Um, and the fan token proceeded to dump 50% immediately. So just an interesting comparison point on IRL success and whether that actually translates to anything meaningful in token price. You never want to actually have results. You just <laughs> no, want the speculation. Never. Actually yeah. having results is horrible. Why, why would anybody ever do that? Um, so, uh, and Bunny, you got your hand raised. What's going on, Bunny? No, yeah, I just wanted to expand on the Lisco thing. He, he, Another burn thing opened up like 30 minutes ago. So I think it's open for like another three and a half hour. Wow, okay. This is also like the 15th time that people have said that an NFT collection was Banksy. And so I do wonder who it actually is. It looks like Banksy mixed with glitch art. So maybe it's X-Copy trying to mess with everybody. Who the hell knows? Hard to tell. Uh, NFT God, you have your hand raised. What's going on? Yeah, the first point is I don't believe in that. Oh, if he wins, the price is going to go up. That doesn't, it just, I, I can't logically put two and two together on, on why that would be the case. Uh, and how a win would bring any sort of value to the NFT at all. But the, the second point I'll make is, uh, you know, it was a fairly obvious win. I can't believe I didn't get into it beforehand. The, the fact that, yeah, there was 45K, but most of the people buying this are going to go on the website, put in their credit card, and now they have pretty pictures on their browser. Uh, the people who are now trading it is the same exact people that have been flipping NFTs for the last year now. Like all those people who bought it, they're, they're not going to sell and they're not going to be buying anymore either because they don't know how to get Polygon, right? We've been talking about, oh, you know, the, the, the boomers who buy this, are, they're, they're going to be buying. Like, they're not selling it or buying it either. They don't know how to do that. So point being is now the market of Trump NFT holders is the same flippers from the last year. The price isn't going to go up. Every time it goes up, there's going to be selling it again. There's no new buyers the, the, the buyers that came in from outside the market already came in and bought it on the website for 99 bucks. They're not going back in and buying Polygon or Matic now to do it. So uh, I was I regret not being bullish when it started, but I just don't see how this could pump in price now going forward with, as you said, P.O., the, the 2000 people in the world who uh, are still buying and trading NFTs. They're just looking for a quick profit. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to. Well, if Trump was to bring it up again then I think you could see a run on it. But I don't think that he's going to bring it up again because they made the $4.5 million on the primary. That's the big haul. Obviously, with the 10% fee and the Ethereum volume, they're doing well. But I feel like they'd sooner just drop another primary sale. You know, like it's just, it's nice to just go and make 4.5 million bucks. Honestly, they're probably kicking themselves for not making 9 million, but you never know. Uh, Micah, you had had your hand raised. Yeah, what's well, going on, Micah? Well, uh, Node, as a fellow art person, stole my thunder because that was my big win last week was somebody in the Discord posted that, you know, fucked thing by uh, Let's Go. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Okay, it's point one. So I minted five of them, had no idea what it was. Um, and I just looked back and I think they were like point zero five, And I was like, what the hell is going on? So I, I sold some to recoup. Um, I still have one left. Um, but just finally looking into it, uh, it's interesting because not all the moves, like minting everything, has not been the successful play. 
like there was one where you minted uh, you minted for this like monkey one and it, and then you had to burn two of the monkey ones for another piece of art and that additional piece of art is worth less than one of the monkey ones now so I think that it's an interesting game theory of like the answer is not whenever he posts something to buy that artwork um, but there's definitely a trade there of finding ones that maybe haven't been used for a burn or holding on to the original ones and just resisting the temptation to mint those original, uh, those fucked ones. Um, so, so I don't know. There's definitely a play there, uh, but the answer has not been to every single time he announces buy <laughs> and, and burn for the new one. Um, that has proven in many cases not to be profitable. So I think it's amazing game theory um, outside of the artwork. But I am worried the second, because um, he's announcing like Christmas Day is supposed to be a huge thing. Like that's sort of the crescendo of whatever this burn thing is. Um, and I think that like up until then, there's a play. I'm worried that it's after that just going to be art. So like if you are a degen trader here, I think that we're going to get to the 25th and then it's going to be like, okay, now what? And it's like, well, you guys have this art. Congratulations. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then a lot of the floor prices are going to tank. Um, but yeah, in the next four days, I think it's a really interesting play. So um, yeah, Node and I and other art lovers that totally care about art uh, should should have fun with that. <laughs> That's how it works a lot of the time is the actual deliverable is underwhelming or whether or not it's actually underwhelming, the market is underwhelmed by it. So we got Rondell on stage. Rondell, longtime supporter of the show. Uh, Rondell, you're a one-of-one one artist and occasional NFT trader. We love having you support the show. Thank you for joining today. What prompted you to request to speak? Hi, P.O. Uh, originally, I was actually going to ask about the Yuga Labs, you know, the podcast. I went to binge watch it on the weekend. And on their YouTube channel, it's literally like two-minute little snippets. And I thought I heard Nick say that there is a way to watch the whole podcast i ended up listening to it on spotify or something but i was like why would you film that um and then not share it on your youtube channel because rondell and i'm, I'm gonna seem harsh i don't want to be seeming harsh over here and be like i know how to do content but other people don't but there is i think the whole token gating thing uh, people think is something that drives value to something when in reality all it does is it makes it so that literally like 150 people in the whole world care about it and nobody else does. Everybody in the NFT space thinks that paywalls are the direction to go in with content and they just couldn't be more wrong. The biggest podcasts in the world aren't, aren't paywalled. I'm not surprised that, you know, Yuga Labs is trying to get you to go to some place that you don't want to go to and nobody wants to go to to listen to the podcast. I have a mutant ape. I like Yuga Labs. I would listen to that podcast, but it's got to be easy for me to listen to it. Um, so you got to make it as frictionless as possible. You can't even get people to leave Twitter to go to YouTube. So you can't, you can't think that people are going to go behind a paywall. But basically, the short answer to your question, Rondell, is there's a misunderstanding in the Web3 space that's honestly kind of confusing because content itself has been, you know, social media-based content's been hammered out over the past, like, literally two or two and a half decades. And it's all been figured out already. And then Web3 comes through and they're like, we're going to reinvent the wheel. So that's the reason why it's not super easy to listen to the uh, the Board Ape Yacht Club podcast. But if it's on Spotify, Spotify, that's good. But uh, you should be able to watch the full episodes on YouTube too, in my opinion. Maybe I'm out to lunch. Maybe the future of all content is uh, paywalling it and you're going to see 10 million views on a paywalled video and it's going to make a bajillion dollars and blah, blah, blah. But I just don't see that happening. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, So Rare. All of our sp- content is sponsored by So Rare. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash So Rare. If you like fantasy sports, if you like digital collectibles, So Rare is the platform for you. I'm pinning a tweet right now to the top. Uh, that is the So Rare tweet that has a link to be able to sign up with our link. And uh, you actually will have a chance, if you do what the tweet says, to win a Jason Tatum NFT. NFT, which you know is high value right now because Jason Tatum is the top three player in the NBA playing for the Boston Celtics. You already know what it is. So check out So Rare. Again, fantasy sports meets digital collectibles. Biggest funding round in European history. Uh, so you know you love to see it. Um, you know, when I look at where we're at, though, in NFTs, we talked about Trump cards. We talked about Valhalla. Seems like these mutant hound callers are starting to run. Crypto punks always hanging around in the top six. But I just wonder, what is like actually the next big mint, the next big drop? Is it something that has, has to do with Frank and the, the guys over at Dust Labs? Is it something else? Uh, Jonah's got his hand raised. So my assumption is that Jonah's going to be talking about gaming. Let me hear from Spencer real quick first, because Spencer just felt inspired to raise his hand. Spencer, what's on your mind? Yeah, one thing that I'm curious about is around this Yuga Labs, like a Christmas thing. Um, and also like how 10K TF assets are going to weave into that story. Like right now, there's a thing where if you have Genesis 10K TF items, you can burn them to get the blank and then like of the item. And then you also get something called a G tag. I'm just I'm curious how the whole like other deeds 10k TF assets will work together now that Wenu is acquired by um, Yuga and we know that Biggie, who is the CEO of Wenu, is um, like the head of storytelling and at at Yuga and you know as as we pointed out like the new CEO like talked about Yuga Labs as a storytelling company and so uh, my guess is there will be some big winners and some pretty big losers amongst the 10k TF TF assets in how they relate to the like you a storyline. I would guess that other side is also involved with that. My guess has always been that some of the 10 KTF assets will be like the artifacts on the other D lands. We don't really know yet, but like if we're looking for a big drop from like a top existing top project, I think like looking at what from because the, the, the issue with the 10 KTF ecosystem is it's really, really big and surely not all of it will be that meaningful. But my guess is there will be at least one thing within it that will be and so how will we learn more like the thing i'm looking for is these like christmas announcements that are coming up and i think yuga labs is like surely the largest yeah i mean look i've been i i still have 10k tf assets uh we we've been talking about 10k tf pretty much since it first came out spencer i would love to know what you think of this like i don't think anybody can deny that the quality of 10k tf the integrity the fact that the people are make it that that make it are who they are you know figgy um you know people uh, all the above it's incredible right I think the big issue with it from a market perspective, in reality, there's no issue, right? Because 10KTF just got acquired by Yuga Labs. They're just going to keep operating. So there isn't any actual issue. When I say this issue, I mean in terms of number go up. That's the the quote unquote issue that I'm talking about is number go up. Um, I think the reason that number doesn't go up with 10KTF the way it goes up with other collections is because it's not the fastball down the middle. It's not the cartoon animal picture. It's not the cartoon humanoid picture. It's not the uh, generative art collection. It like, do you feel like that's something that 
plays into this, Spencer? And do you think that that's something that will eventually be alleviated? I mean, the way I could see it alleviated is that Other Deeds actually a platform that people want to participate on. These uh, these 10KTF entities are like grail assets in that um, in that platform, and then all of a sudden their their value goes sky high, and everybody that's listening right now kicks themselves in a few years and says, "Oh, it was like you know so obvious that we should have bought 10KTF." But I mean, in terms of right now, it's just not a fastball down the middle to me. I don't know what you think, Spencer, and then we'll go to Nick. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's like definitely been issues, right? Like, and I, I put, said this earlier that I think the largest issue is there's just a ton of, if you look at like number of NFTs in the ecosystem, there's so many. And it's always been, even to me, who's like, and I, I'm like, I would say on the upper end of like involved in like understanding a 10KTF, it's like never been obvious what you're supposed to own if you want exposure to it, kind of what the play is. And so I think like the, the the thing with the, with it right now is if it does it tie into other side does it tie into this grand Yuga vision if so like how and like you know the Super Bowl case here right like they've teased mechs um, in 10KTF storyline is like is people making like is people's a contribution to the Yuga ecosystem going to come in through 10KTF assets right like if 10KTF assets become a people item that works in other side like that's the crazy bull case. I'm not saying that I think that that's even likely to happen, but that's where like, if I'm looking at um, stuff that I want to speculate on, it's like I need to be able to construct an area that I feel like is bullish enough that it could, you know, 10x. And I think that's the type of area that could be. But, you know, my, my view of this all is that like, you has been silent for quite a while. They bought, you know, they announced the acquisition of the storytelling like component, right? The story they're going to tell seems like it has to come on, you know, the trial of Jimmy the monkey on like, around Christmas time based on their announcements like that like that's the thing that I'm looking at I'm saying okay like what could cause price go up on 10 KTF assets is like that story if it doesn't I think they go down precipitously right like there's this is a high volatility play but if you're looking for a high volatility play like that has a very specific thing to speculate on like I think that's that's one of the ones that's upcoming yeah, I mean, look, I like the way that you're thinking about it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's make it a little bit interactive here. Uh, and we do pay attention to the responses with this stuff. Click on the little thought bubble on the bottom right. Weigh in whether you think, you know, come three years time, uh, you know, 10KTF is a no-brainer play right now, or if it's something that will still not be favored by the market. Basically, a yay or nay to the long-term 10KTF thesis. We want to hear from you. We'll read some of the comments. Um, and this interactive stuff is going to play into our new initiatives, ladies and gentlemen, just saying, including the the old stuff, like including referring back to these. Uh, Nifty Nick, you have your hand raised. What's going on, amigo? Yeah. Um, I, the, the, uh, Yuga one, I'm, con- uh, we already saw like a pump, uh, kind of leading into this. So I, I'm, I'm not, um, super, uh, bullish on, uh, on the short term for this, unless it's like, I don't think this one is about a new NFT, at least as, as much as I'm, as far as I'm aware, or now they said they were going to do, um, there were the, uh, the Mecca's. And and it and then they it, they said they were abandoning the path, but uh, that was also on the 10KTF roadmap. So I'm not sure like whether or not those become one and the same. Um, and Yuga ends up utilizing that to like fulfill some of their original objectives. But the, inevitably, after these drops happen, the the price goes down on all of the associated ones. The thing I was going to say uh, separately is uh, I, I'm supposed to draw one of the people. Um, uh, for winning the uh, Portal NFT 
from signing up uh, for the email list. If, if you still sign up right now at the nifty.com, uh, I haven't done the drawing yet, so there's a chance that you get on. Um, and uh, additionally, I keep getting um, messages about the POAP stuff. It, it's going to happen. Like uh, We're starting this week on the show, but there's other stuff that happens in the email digest. And that all factors into uh, some of the upcoming drops and things. But in the interim, we're actually giving away NFT, uh, our, our NFT, um, and you can access that um, by signing up for the newsletter. All you got to do is go to the nifty.com, T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com. Just sign up. It's free. You get it each day. Takes, I mean, frankly, I'd say it's some, some, uh, some digests take uh, five minutes to read. This takes like... A minute to scan through max, which is why I, uh, I I end up scanning through every day. I also scan through because we end up reading it on our show, so I have a strong bias towards that. Sign anyway. <laughs> uh, up. Love to hear it, Nick. Uh, so we got some results already, and then I'm going to throw to Jonah, who I think will probably have an opinion on this too. Uh, Zoe, Zoe Steckel, uh, who is a fashion entrepreneur, uh, said 10KTF is a yes. Because it's fashion and e-commerce, it's just going to take a minute. I think I'm probably in that, uh, you know, school of thought. Metapunk, who's a big time uh, uh, 10KTF whale, uh, he said 10KTF in three years' time is the most relevant NFT fashion brand. It's a gold mine. So shout out to Metapunk. Uh, Bonsai Nate said 10KTF is a no-brainer play. So we got some some positives, right? But we also have some negatives. Will said price goes down. Trip, that's trip underscore, underscore soul, said nay to the long-term 10KTF thesis. Who the fuck wants that shit, especially when their bags are down? <laughs> Thank you, Trip, for the very detailed and sophisticated analysis. Absolutely love to hear it. Um, Early Insights Lab said, can't wait to see what's in store, what, what uh, the future has in store for the whole ecosystem. I think I'm in that camp too. I can't wait to see how this stuff plays out. Oh, Signal raises hand. Let's go. Signal, Jonah, NFT, God. Signal, what's going on? Yeah, I think in the short term, one of the most interesting mints coming up will be um, Meme Land for the Potatoes. So I've, I've, I've been watching that collection just uh, since it came out. I think its lows was like around a couple of weeks ago, it was around 1.3. And then when they announced um, how many potatoes you need for the mint, um, potatoes were at 1.79 and then they didn't really do anything and they've just been quietly creeping. And now they're at 2.5 ETH. So um you, so uh, I believe you need three potatoes to be guaranteed for the allow list, but then one potato will get you. Uh, I think if you know fast gas it, you will be able to get the captain's mint. And I the, the reason why I think this is going to be a big one is because the mint is one ETH. And when I initially saw that, I was like, wow, that is incredibly high. And then when you go into the community and you look at the Genesis collection, that is already, I think it was like a 20 or 30 ETH I want to say so like there's a precedent for that for the Genesis collection having done extremely well so I think the um, uh, the captains is going to be one of the biggest mints in the first week of January and you're seeing it in the price action that potatoes are holding 2.5 even at a one ETH mint 
Great call-out signal. That's an ecosystem that a lot of people have been interested in. Meme land, potatoes. Uh, I think most people on this show have been in and out of there. It's been very interesting. We talked to the 9Gag CEO on YouTube. Uh, really enjoyed that conversation. Yeah, re real quick plug for the YouTube. Everybody, we've been on YouTube for 15 months. On Friday when we did uh, the YouTube show, uh, we did this show on YouTube because... Elon had rugged Twitter spaces. We couldn't use Twitter spaces. A lot of people were like, uh, yeah, great to see you guys finally on YouTube. You should do this more often. Been doing it almost every day for 15 months. So if you enjoy NFT-related YouTube content, we got you. That's one thing I can comfortably say. We got you there. Um, NFT, oh no, sorry, Jonah, you've had your hand raised. What's going on, Jonah? Yeah, well, I had to tell you about an NFT purchase I made uh, where I've so far lost money, but I think it's interesting. Okay, <laughs> so let's go. Uh, there's a gaming NFT that people aren't very aware of because it was a it was a generally botted mint, um, but they have a hundred million in funding and they're uh, a large mobile game studio in France called Homa and they released this NFT collection called Homa Gang and uh, I I'm not in love with the art I can say that in the nicest way possible uh, I really didn't spend that much but I bought I bought a few. Uh, we'll see where they're at in, you know, six months to a year. But uh, just wanted to say that uh, I was not happy with the art. <laughs> the art, the art's not great. <laughs> well, what a what a glowing review from Joe. No, like the company's good. Like the company knows how to make mobile games. They've made a ton. Like they have great backgrounds. It's just like, bro, hire someone in Web three to like talk to you about art because this is not it. Jonah, your takes today are absolutely hilarious. Did you consume any psychedelic drugs before the show? I'm just wondering. No, it's just the holidays, and so I'm taking like the week off, and so I'm in like this this fofa mentality. Well, what what I will say is I don't know anything about that gaming collection that you're talking about, but I do know that Jonah is very careful with capital from what I can tell, and he does the deepest research that I know of in the NFT space on the gaming side, straight up, not just saying that. So if he was interested in it, it's probably worth uh, taking a look at. However, it sounds like you're also dumping on it, Jonah. I'm not so dumping look. on it. I like I didn't buy enough for me to like do any sort of pumping and dumping stuff. Like I can let No, no, I didn't mean like that. Too. I meant speaking negatively on it oh i'm just speaking on the art no i, I did not they, they yeah. have they have the game dev chops i just the the problem here that i don't know this is the bet is do they understand aligned incentives and nfts because we don't know yet but they have they have the funding they have over 100 million raised and they've made games before so what was that did i do that sound what yeah, was that I think sound? That was you. yeah it was you clapping okay it was, Interesting. Me. It was me who clapped <laughs> Oh, oh okay. okay. Was that a built-in <laughs> Twitter sound? Yeah, it's a built-in soundboard. Look. Very interesting. Okay. I saw that they were trying to get me to do music. Check this out. Or I don't know how to do it. I'm, pr I'm pressing background. I don't know what's going on. Twi <laughs> what an update. Holy shit. You know, Elon Musk, shout out to you. That's a crazy update. Uh, NFT gods, you have your hand raised. You don't need Twitter sound effects. You just drop heat. Then I want to throw from Whaleman, Elephant, Me Bit, dropping that clap sound. Pretty cool stuff. Anyway, NFT god, what's going on? Yeah, on 10KTF, uh, I have no doubt there'll be a huge part of whatever the hell the metaverse is in the next few years. But I also have no doubt there's no way the price goes up. I, I, I'm giga bearish on 10 KTF. Even in a few years? Yeah. I mean, the, they've built an entire brand 
off of not telling you what they are. Like they built an entire brand off mystery and they've totally leaned into this, you know, announcing what utility is makes price go down. And I have no doubt that when they announce that they're just like clothes in other side, like, or whatever they are, there's no way it's going to be worth $300 for me to buy a hat with someone else's mutant ape on it. Like I, I and I listen, I, I do believe it's going to be a big part of the metaverse, but I don't necessarily, that means value is going to be driven to the collection. I don't think a bunch of people are going to start spending thousands of dollars to get socks. I think the only reason they're spending thousands of dollars on socks and backpacks right now is the hope that they'll get something for free in the near or distant future, or the hope that something really interesting is going to happen that will drive value to it. I can't think of any realistic scenarios of what a digital backpack can be that'll make it worth $1,000 in any form. So right now, I think all the price actions based on hype and speculation, and the moment they announce whatever the hell it's going to be, uh, the price will probably go down. So I think they're just delaying the inevitable, delaying what the utility will be for as long as they possibly can. Well, uh, I agree with you that the current price action is driven by traditional price action factors in the NFT space, aka, you know, I expect number to go up and thus, you know, I'm going to buy this thing to sell it later. I do agree with you on that. The way I could see a backpack being $1,000 in the metaverse is if the other deed platform is a widely used platform that a lot of people desire to participate on. And then as a result, you know, in that uh, and, and on that platform, there is value designated to the 10KTF assets, which now that Yuga Labs owns 10KTF, you would think, okay, well, here's the grail items. So if 10KTF makes swords and makes guns and makes whatever, and that's like a play a usable asset in the game, that's when I could see, you know, a thousand dollar backpack. It's just the same thing as like buying an expensive item in World of Warcraft or RuneScape or something like that, in my opinion. That's, yeah, but even yeah. even in Fortnite, which will always be you know, obviously this is me being presumptive, but always be significantly more popular than other side. And my odds are saying it will be more popular than other side. The skins still go for like 10 bucks, right? Like even the rarest, most popular, interesting skins are going for like 10 to 15 bucks. And those are actually like cool skins are like Spider-Man or Batman. Like even if other side becomes popular, people aren't going to spend a thousand dollars to wear a pair of socks with like a sheep on it from, you know, sheep game or whatever, the game, wolf game. You know, I, I just, I, I don't see where the value is going to accrue once people discover they can start wearing other people's PFPs on their clothes. Right now, I feel like 99% of the speculation is just, oh, I think I might get something for free in the near future. Yeah, I, again, I agree with you on the right now for sure. But I could see a, a situation in the future where, well, you know, think about it. I don't know what the supply is on a Fortnite Batman skin, but I can't imagine, you know, I, I feel like that publisher probably wants to sell as many of those Batman skins as possible while maybe keeping like a lower supply, right? And by the way, I see like the, uh, I see like the 10KTF Mafia in the comments. And, Come at you, bro. <laughs> I know, you know, that you're going to get some, 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 uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Some, uh, <laughs> well, sure, sure. I was going to say, uh, some blowback was what I was going to say. Uh, Mike and G, you have your hand raised. What's going on? Yeah. So I was just going to bring up one of the collection that I saw do something really interesting, uh, this weekend, which is the Juni one, J U U N I. So, I mean, it's it's like that Azuki or like that uh, anime sort of style, but I think the art looks really good. 
And they had this thing this weekend where the fully unrevealed NFTs turned into books, basically. So like halfway through a reveal, some of the books were were like special. And that was like the one of ones or like you have these guaranteed traits you're going to mint. But 90% of them just turned into the default like this is a random, this is a gamble, uh, just called like mysterious um, grimoires or whatever they are. But I think it's a really interesting play because the floor went from 0.4 to like 0.23 just on the loss of, you know, these one of ones. Basically, you can't get a one of one because the books, the, the, the things they're contained in have now been revealed. But I think it's really interesting because like people have just enjoyed that gambling. And now that they're at 0.23, the art is still the same. If you have one of these, you can still get a chance at these like, you know, cool items to pump. So I think I'm really close to buying into these cheap ones because just like from the art style, there's still a chance to gamble. And so I think that the second that they say when you can actually reveal these things, those uh, those default floor ones are going to pump again just because people want to gamble on them. So I think that's a really interesting play because I just think they've they've fallen too far for what you lost out on. Love the take, Mike. Uh, love hearing your market analysis. You're no stranger to trading collectibles. Let's throw it to Whaleman. That's Whaleman7777. Says that you're an ex-whale. Yeah. As, as the market took a dip, I became a, a dolphin. Love it. Does that mean you got wrecked? I got smoked. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got, a gr- you got a great attitude about it, amigo. Uh, what prompted you to request this? Yeah, I wanted to know. if they, Did you guys talk anything about uh, Kampai Pandas or some Pudgies? Because I'm very big in those two. You know, I have a lot of, uh, a lot of those NFTs. I was just wondering well, if people Spencer, spoke about them on this chat. Well, I mean, we we we've discussed uh, the you know we've discussed the pudgy penguin several times, and Spencer is a large holder in that ecosystem. I don't know about can pie pandas. I, I'd be curious. How about we don't talk about either of those since you own both of those? I'd be curious to hear what you think about anything else. How, what do you think about Mebits playing into the Eagle Labs ecosystem? I see you got that. Meme. Well, to be honest with you, man, I invested over two hundred ETH in in the Mebits ecosystem. I have two elephants. I have like ten or fifteen floor models. Yeah. And uh, fuck, man, I'm actually disappointed a bit. You know, because the. Well, had a lot I think a lot of people are. They had a lot of steam at first. And the only thing that keeps me very bullish, to be honest, and the reason why I'm holding them is because of Yuga Labs. And the reason why behind that is because I think that if they're going to make something pump right now, it's not going to be Bored Apes again. Because you have to understand that these founders, these people, they all want to make money. Bored Apes, they already topped a lot in floor price. Even right now at the current floor price, if it goes back to what it was before, it's not that big of a profit. They have more chances of pumping me bits and making the me bits floor rise from three to, to twenty or three to twenty five than for them to, to start pumping board apes right now again and like to make what twenty thirty ETH on a on a board ape when they could be making a hundred X more pumping the me bits. So that's why I'm really keeping those me bits and I think that they will start pumping them eventually. It's a matter of time, obviously, but I truly believe that they're going to pump them before they start pumping board uh, apes again. And that's why I'm holding them. And this whole metaverse yeah, thing, I mean, yeah, think- like, you know, it's been a long time I had them. It, it looks cool, you know. It, it looks like it could actually fit well in the metaverse and stuff, you know. But my real narrative is Yuga Labs right now, like, trying to make a bag for themselves and enriching us at the same time, basically. <laughs> Sure. I mean, I, when you say try to make a bag for themselves, I mean, they're, they're like a, 
basically a corporation at this point that's worth over a billion dollars. They're definitely trying to generate revenue and uh, be on a road to profitability. Uh, so I, I agree with you that they're trying to make a bag for themselves, but that's totally expected. Look, ladies and gentlemen, we're at time. One thing I wanted to bring up is that uh, we didn't mention it, but Sam Bankman fried apparently has requested extradition to the United States after having a very short stint in the Bohemian prison that he was uh, hanging out in. So that's an interesting one. I also want to I say, thought he pulled back that the, offer, actually. Didn't he pull back that well, yesterday? But, and he said that he's he's going to uh, do all the things in Bahamas from now on? I can't keep up with this guy. Well, maybe he's pulling it back. He's in court. Literally, he's going to court today to, to um, say that he wants to uh, no longer fight extradition. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, to come to the U.S., in other words, to get extradited. Um, anyway, uh, I, I just wanted to point out, there's some rug NFT collections that all of a sudden I see at mentioning me, including one that made over $4 million on the primary sale and then just went totally radio silent. One of the guys literally took a three-month mental health break right after, disappeared from everything right afterwards and didn't uh, resurface for like a full business quarter. All of a sudden, I got these people like at mentioning me don't be fooled, ladies and gentlemen. These entities are literally just trying to, um, you know, uh, not get arrested or not get in trouble, not get any sort of criminal charges for having basically NFT scams. So it's just something uh, for you to keep in mind. Anyway, that's our show. We do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time each and every week. Check out the Web3 show that we're going to run in about 90 minutes with Elio Trades. It's a great show. Check out the YouTube uh, content that we put out as well. As always, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter. Check out all of our content across platforms. Uh, you're going to want to you know, pay attention because we got a lot coming in Q1. I couldn't be more excited. Have a great day, everybody. Happy holidays this week. Let's rock and roll.